we remain seated for the gospel according to St. Luke, the 23rd chapter, beginning at the 26th verse. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him, and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when they will say, blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with them to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him, which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed G Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Monday Thursday confronts us with a passion story 
about the cross and reality. And the cross of Jesus Christ is concerned with reality. A man of flesh and blood hangs on rough wood, a real cross in a real place, and real men shed real blood, and he really dies. And the Christian religion is about reality, not myth, and our faith centers upon the truth. God became man, breathed, lived, suffered, and died, and in so doing, shattered death for Christ in his world now and always remains with us and nothing can stop this reality. Look at the cross of Christ and what do you see? Well, the plain facts are there for all to see, whatever your views are. A young Jew with some powerful things to say got across the establishment. Never do that if you want to be successful. He questioned values. He challenged hypocrites. He called the religious whited sepulchres. He healed the sick in mind. He cured physical pain. He gave those who met him a reason to go on living. He was a dangerous man. Above all, he was a truthful man, a man of integrity and purpose. He was in fact too much for a sick world to stomach. And so a sick world did a sick thing it rigged a mock trial, put false accusations, spitefully treated him, and gave the only answer it knew, crucify, crucify. End this man who is too good to be true. Blot him out, shut him up, and stop him making us look fools. So crucify him, end him, get him out of the way. The journey is made to Calvary, through the streets of Jerusalem, a journey that was to change the course of our human history, which was to become the center of all history, and the place of the skull was to be the place of all skulls. As God was killed outside a city wall by men and women who could not accept that God was in Christ, calling them back to life and to love. Yes, we can see the cross, we can shed a tear, Churches in mourning in this week, but you know how things are. We're busy people. We have some token time today. We come out of the office, we're going back in. We will come to church sometimes, but tomorrow well, and the day after well, we are busy people, busy people. Good Friday was full of busy people. So busy they hadn't got a clue what was going on. But look again, if you dare, at the hill with a cross on it. You think you see, but do you see? For today we gaze on a suffering God. Yes, almighty God himself suffers and bleeds and cries for help at the heart of this suffering. That's what happened. That's what this is about. The French playwright Henri Guillaume wrote a marvelous verse passion play. And in it these words, God is led to the slaughter. The just redeems my loss. He shall drink of the torrent's water and he shall be led to the cross. There are no rose-colored spectacles on Good Friday for we are taken to the very center of a most profound mystery, a suffering God. That's different, isn't it? A suffering God that at the center of God himself, love is crucified. 
And Christ shows us that if we would live even a little like him, it will be a costly process. The demands of love are great, and it will take us on a journey which is bound to lead to a gallows, and that gallows means pain and suffering, and the mystery remains. Why did Christ suffer? The man of love and life. We can attempt to understand some of the reasons, and our presence here today means that we are serious in our efforts to understand, to come to terms with the terrible side of our human nature. And so we offer to God our hearts broken at the sight of his suffering son on a cross. Our hearts are touched, we are sorry, but our intellects press on to find a reason many reasons why God should die in Jerusalem on Good Friday. And that journey of the mind is fruitless, for we are penetrating the heart of God himself. And that for humanity can never be. At the center of the universe is a mystery, God himself. At the center of all life is a mystery, God himself. In the heart of each man and each woman is a mystery, God himself. To say that God is a mystery is to say that you can never nail him down. Even on Christ the nails prove ultimately ineffective. Christ suffers physically, mentally, spiritually, in all ways possible because of the hatred and violence of humankind. We can look we can pray, we can think, and we can try to understand this terrible thing that we see daily on our television screens and in our newspapers. What we can never do is understand it fully, for this understanding belongs to the mind of God himself. And so Jesus Christ is the ultimate truth about humanity and the ultimate truth about God. In all life, in all suffering, in all death, there lies a deep mystery. We do well to recognize this fact, not resentfully, but with thankful hearts and minds that in this knowledge is understanding. In this knowledge is understanding. The cross is the mark of all suffering humanity. Every suffering situation bears the same marks Pain, injustice, anger, violence, rejection, lack of love, somewhere along the way these characteristics are known. In Northern Ireland, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, in the Ukraine, in the neighbors we don't like and the friends we reject. Wherever there is a struggle for freedom of the mind and heart, in the confused Middle East, there is the cross. In cancer wards, in the care of the suffering, the cross of Jesus Christ can be seen plainly. To ask him to go away is to pretend that the fact of this truth does not exist. To ask him to stay and be at the center of it all is to acknowledge the mystery and accept the fact. And in doing this, the pain of the suffering becomes the vehicle of love of God. And we 
can enter into that mystery. If we accept the fact, we're able to live with the problem and that takes real faith. And faith is the gift of Holy Week and Good Friday. That great Spanish mystic, St. Teresa of Avila, who I love, because people call her mad, so when I get the same appendix, I love it too. You know you're in for a good thing. If you're called mad and you're religious, you're onto a good thing. Teresa of Avila knew the secret of suffering. Some considered her mad, some foolish, but in her life she reformed at a time when the male dominated even more than now a great religious order, the Carmelites, and stood testimony to the cross of Christ. She writes this in her memoirs. I dreamt that I was on the edge of a large forest and I wanted to lay down the heavy cross that I'd carried all my life. And so she met with Christ and told him what she wanted to do. Jesus heard her and she writes, the Lord told me to walk into the center of the trees in the forest and you will see many crosses to raise her to choose from. She walked to the center of the forest where it was dark and difficult to see for the density of the hundreds of crosses surrounding her. Suddenly, she saw a cross which was exactly the cross she was looking for. She laid down the cross she carried all her life and proudly embraced and picked up the new found cross. I found it, Lord, I found it. She put it on her shoulders, began to walk towards the light that she saw through the trees. As she walked, she met Christ again, who asked her if she'd found the cross that she was looking for. Yes, Lord, she answered. And she showed the cross to Jesus that she bore. This, she said, is exactly the right cross for me, Lord. Jesus spoke gently to her and said, Teresa, you see how kind God is. This cross you have chosen is the one you've carried all your life. God is kind and only gives you that which you can bear. Teresa fell at his feet and called out my Lord and my God. Lord, help us to accept that cross and bear it for you wherever it is. Amen.